0: Hello and welcome to Blonde Moments Podcast. I'm here with two lovely ladies today. Hi, how are you? What's your name?
1: Hi, I'm Melinda Collins.
0: <laughs> I'm Gina Vogie. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But <laughs> that was your man impersonation? No, that's our new
1: announcer. He is going to. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's our yep, new announcer. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: One of these days, we will have to start bringing guests on the show.
1: We will. We'll do it. But right now, I'm just having too much fun with just you, and I don't want to I share know. you.
0: I know. We're selfish. <laughs> we don't want to share each other with anyone. I want you all to myself. So I have two things to touch on from last episode. Okay. One was the Florida man allegedly kidnapping people to play Yahtzee. Yes. Well, I told you I couldn't find anything on it. Well, now Snopes has an article about it that they put up. It is false. It says, a photograph that accompanied the alleged tweet showed a red-haired man who appeared to be very sunburned, (laughs) 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 which our team used to conduct a reverse image search. It came back as that is actually then 22-year-old Brett Gonzalez, who was booked on March 15th, 2016, on suspicion of burglary of a religious building.
1: It's so funny. Can you imagine if that's you and then all of a sudden it's going around that you're kidnapping people to play (laughs) games with you? (laughs) Damn it, Snopes. Why did you have to
0: bust that one, though? I, know. I love that story. I do, too. But it's like uh, he's it's such an interesting looking guy. Yes. That's in this. that's putting it
1: nicely. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, who is this guy then? So it turns out he tried to burglarize a church. I guess he tried to steal like a TV, a DVD player, surround sound. Awful. Detectives said they recovered the stolen property and returned it to the church. So
1: Well, that's good. Was it a Yahtzee game?
0: It, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> but like who came up with that?
1: People are just too witty for their own damn good. Like all these Bernie Sanders memes going around, I am obsessed with them. I know. I love them. I every day it's like, oh, what's the new one? Somebody's gonna post that. I'm just gonna
0: laugh over. I I love it. So people are just quick and And clever on that i saw that um some lady who crochets like dolls that look like like she crocheted one like prince and like whatever else she did a bernie sanders one and they're selling it on ebay oh man but the proceeds are going to um like i want to say like hunger task force or something like that but i looked at it and it was all the way up to fifteen thousand dollars already for this (laughs) crocheted Bernie Sanders... Moment in time. Moment in time, yeah. Yeah. That's great that the proceeds are going to a charity, though, Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) I can get behind that, but I mean, you got me fucked up if I'm paying 15 grand for a crocheted anything. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess I don't have that kind of money, you know. Maybe if I did, I I would for a good cause at charity, but currently it's not... (laughs) 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 Currently... It's not fucking happening. So the other you're just over there shaking your yeah. head. You're like, fuck no. The other thing was we talked about blues clues. Mm-hmm. And you were right. Yes. That he left abruptly because he was starting to ball. I'm so
1: happy. I know so much information about a show I've never even seen.
0: <laughs> but he also wanted to pursue his music career. Oh god. He worked with members of the Flaming Lips to produce his debut album Songs for Dust Mites.
1: <laughs> what? And like Flaming Lips is
0: she uses vet mm-hmm. which we've talked which we've about the... talked about before yeah. too. I know know, so... girl
1: who uh, Songs for Dust Mites.
0: Yes. So Why? I have a song Oh, yeah, believe. please. Please. But I've pulled up here and I find the beginning of this a little ironic since all those rumors went around about him using cocaine a lot. Oh.
1: <laughs> Maybe he's just smelling dust mites. Maybe. I can't believe this didn't take off. I need to see you again. He sounds good. like his voice isn't reason. bad though. It's interesting. Is there a music video?
0: No, it's just a picture of. Oh, him. Steve Burns. <laughs> Songs for Dust Mites. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is he sniffing for Smartin like. The- yeah. White coca. So I thought you would find that interesting. I did. This album did came out. Did you look up the lyrics? No, but the album came out 10 years ago. And it and- hit number one never. <laughs> Apparently his music <laughs> career just never really took off.
1: He does have a nice voice though, like a singing voice. He could sing soothing kind of music if he doesn't write his own lyrics. Yeah. What's the name of that song? A Reason.
0: It was just interesting to me. Yeah, the album, unfortunately for Steve, didn't uh, have as much success as Blue's Clues. He should have done fucking children's songs. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, he could have been successful somewhere else just when he's not writing his own lyrics.
0: Because you can be bald and uh, still write children's songs. That still seems like a weird reason for me. He said he didn't want to be balding on TV. But to me, I think he used that as an excuse. So you think there's more to the story? I think there's more to the story. Like what? What are you thinking? What's this backstory here? What's going on in that brain of yours? I don't know that he just, he did not want to be doing, maybe, maybe it was very bad for his dick game. (laughs) You know? Of course, that's where you go with it. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. because what, you know, girl, you know what, I shouldn't fucking say this because there's something out there for everybody and people have the weirdest fetishes. We have found that out. But normally, you don't look at a guy that's, talking weird and, you know, interacting with cartoons that aren't really there, uh, sexually attractive.
1: You know, I have to tell you this, though. Mr. Belding from Saved by the Bell, Dennis Haskins, I've met him so many times. And like, he's just a principal on like a basically a teenager show. He pulled so much ass. College yeah, girls, it was a kid's cartoon. Yeah, I think but I'm different. like, it's people will surprise you. Honestly. Yeah, you're right. Really, Mr. Belding, have you seen him? Have yeah, you looked he's at him? Not attractive. Does he get your panties all wet? Hell not no. me. No. So they're literally I I mean, I I did tours and all sorts of stuff with him, and these girls would throw themselves at him. And you're like, this principal from Save by the Bell, like that's your claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe people are like, Yeah, I screwed the guy from Blues Clues. <laughs>
0: You know Steve from Blue's Clues? Yeah. Blue's Clues.
1: Blue's Clues. And he let me listen to his album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's more going on to this story, but. Well, I'm glad you obliged us with that. I'm right? going to have to dig deep on the internet to find what Steve Burns is into. Maybe now.
1: we can interview him. Oh, that would be great. You can
0: just promise him, like, groupie sex. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, we'll put on some candles and your album and then he gets here and we're like sorry but no sex
1: we just want to interview you first and then we'll take care of you and then we push him out as soon as we're done i hope he's not listening to play right now.
0: yahtzee well
1: yeah we're gonna get your ass <laughs> i'm sure there's like blues clues yahtzee right we can play that with him well i'm gonna take this dark Oh, boy. It is our true crime episode. It so So um, we're going to be covering The Night Stalker today, Richard Ramirez. If you haven't watched The Night Stalker yet, maybe once we get to the second part of this episode, maybe you should wait and watch it. We will still f- kind of fill you in on like his details of the things that he did, but I think it's more like a discussion between us today, right? I, yeah.
0: So if you – spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet and you're planning to – Don't listen to this episode until you've watched it.
1: Yeah. So we'll tell, we'll warn you before we get into the Night Stalker talk. But I had talked about Bobby Joe Stinette before. Lisa Montgomery was her murderer. She cut the baby out of her belly. Mm -hmm. They did execute her. Wow. So she was the first female, I think, in 67 years. Had the death penalty by lethal injection. Oh, that's crazy. And it is what's crazy about that is if it would have been like four days later, it wouldn't have happened because of the change in presidency.
0: Yeah, because um, Biden does not support death row, right? Or, mm-hmm. or, and no, on, that's crazy. And I'm
1: sorry, but like in this particular situation every time i had to look her up you know you're you're seeing the facts of what she did again she had strangled bobby joe and then cut the baby from her womb and it's like you're not i I, you're you're evil
0: yeah you're a terrible awful human being and clearly there's a lot of fucking mental issues there because a normal person doesn't even think to do something you couldn't be capable of something like that there's no way. So sorry to bring that one down, but
1: then I want to bring it up with a really funny news article I found about <laughs> oh
0: boy. a
1: woman in the Virginia Department of Corrections. Oh, so she's like a
0: corrections officer?
1: No, no, no. She is in the correctional facility because oh. she's a criminal. Okay. Ready for her name. Clitorious
0: Aretha Fry. Who, who would fucking name their kid that? <laughs> Come on. Clitorius. Clit- Clitorius. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cl, cl- Clitorius.
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> she is 34, wanted for violating the terms and conditions of her supervised probation. She removed her ankle bracelet and her whereabouts are unknown. But the reason why I wanted to share this obviously was for her name, but the comments people posted. Oh, again, I'm her sure. name is Clitorius. Some of the comments are I wonder if she'll hire a lawyer or try to get herself off. Oh Oh my gosh. This is literally the best thing I've seen all day. (laughs) What crime was she fingered for? I hear she's known to usually be in the northern part of the hood. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Last seen in the front of a canoe.
0: (laughs) I love the internet. I mean, you name your child Clitorius, you ha- you're destining them for jail, for prison. The- what kind of a life are you going Because you know have? they're going to get bullied. Yeah, which is going to cause issues. You know, just like if you name your daughter Diamond, she's probably going to be a stripper. <laughs> a scripa.
1: <laughs> Diamond, stripper, cinnamon, mm-hmm. stripper. But you kind of you know okay. diamonds are forever <laughs> here's another one
0: what His- would you guys do if we didn't sing for one episode <laughs> oh
1: my god i just found out my husband hates hates when i sing what yes we Why? Were- there was the commercial i can't even think of what it was now oh the limu emu liberty mutual and doug yeah and it's like Limu, imu. and so i was singing it and he's like laying on the floor playing with my son and he starts shaking his head and he rolls his eyes i'm like what what's that all about and he's like what i'm like why did you just roll your eyes he's like you're freaking opera singing enough <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> so now i'm like starting to pay attention i sing
0: all day long random shit. I'm like, I probably am really annoying. I sing say all the time. Yes. Yes. Like instead of saying hello, I'm like, hello. (laughs) You know, I do it all the time. So I am get along so well. You don't even notice it. I'm just as equally annoying. (laughs) But I was like, man, so
1: I sing a lot to my son too, like just talking to him and Mm -hmm. like I sing and I'm like, noticing how often i'm doing it i'm like my poor husband if he hates it he's like
0: (laughs) he listens to it all day long (laughs) well now i almost do it more purposely well fuck yeah i would too i'd be like are you mad at me (laughs) why (laughs) explain yourself i don't care
1: (laughs) Um, this was my favorite comment, though, on all of these. History's longest manhunt continues. Oh. Oh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh. <laughs> Shots fired.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Then,
1: wait, I just saw this one. I didn't see this one before. It says, me calling 911. Um, hi, I think I just found Clitorius. Dispatch, excuse me? <laughs> Oh, my
0: gosh. (laughs) I didn't even realize this. She's in Virginia. So, Virginia, right? Virginia. Clitorius from Virginia. Oh, man.
1: That was like the laugh I needed, though. I was just perusing through
0: and, whew, made my day. Well, I have a very exciting, perhaps arousing story for you. Please arouse me. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently there's this viral trend going around of eating oranges in the shower. Have you heard of this? I have not, but I just have some new fresh oranges. I am... So apparently... You know, when you're in this hot, steamy shower, Mm, mm -hmm. you have a nice cold orange that you've kept in the fridge Mm. and you peel it in the shower and you get the orange essence steaming in the shower room with you. And you just throw the peels on the floor, clean them up later because that orange peels on the floor will help with the the aromas Effervescence. The effervescence. (laughs) And then when you normally eat an orange, it's very sticky. Mm, Don't have to worry about that in the shower. Oh, yeah. You just simply, you know, enjoy eating in the shower. And then if there's pieces of it, you know, are a little, you don't want to swallow that piece, you can rub it on your body Mm. and get those orange oils all over your body. Okay. And then enjoy that tasty treat. I like that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I am going to try that tonight.
0: Apparently, the origin of the online shower orange movement can be traced back to a Reddit thread from 2016. It's been around for a while, but apparently just began to get popular again. I'm I'm here for it. Especially after trying it. You know,
1: lately I've been on a kick of eating really, really cold grapes. Ooh. So I'm going to have to try the really, really cold orange in the really, really hot shower. <laughs> I did do the burn the orange trick to try to get my taste buds back. Oh, I didn't hear about this trick. So I had posted on Twitter that I couldn't taste anything. And a bunch of people sent me this. But you take an orange and you actually burn, like you char the whole outside peel. Then you unpeel it. You put the pulp of the orange inside of a bowl. And then you put brown sugar like five tablespoons of brown sugar and honey in it, and then you mash it together and eat it. All I got from that was gut rot. I did not Ooh, get my taste yeah, buds back. sounds like it. But the first person who sent me that, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to try anything because I was desperate. I'm like, if this is in fact a joke... Kudos to you that you got me <laughs> charring them. They got a, you an, burning oranges yeah. and
0: <laughs> eating it with But a bunch it, of sugar. It did
1: nothing for me, but there's plenty of people out there who said that it worked for them. But oh, I'm wow. finally getting some, I'm probably at like 50%.
0: That's how it was for me. Like it started to come back and then it was like 25, 50, 75%. Mm-hmm. And then finally I got it all back, but it took some time. It's so funny. So I still don't have my smell at all. And
1: we <laughs> we had a party, a family party, and they had Santa come. So it was like, because we didn't have- Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> when you said that just now, I thought you meant they had Santa come. Yes. Like San- Yes, Gina. Like, I'm like, wow, what kind of a family event <laughs> is this where y'all are making Santa come? You're such a sicko. Jerking off Santa. <laughs> uh, he smelled so
1: bad. Oh. <gasps> And oh, I'm like, no. I can't even smell when my son poops his diaper, but, but I you can, can smell, smell the stinky smell. Santa. Ugh. Oh man, not good.
0: Where the where the hell did they find this Santa? <laughs> oh, I don't. You know what? I have no clue. <laughs> Honestly, I just picked him off the streets. <laughs> like, hey, you want to make ten bucks? Put the Santa suit on. I wouldn't. Even We're gonna want- make you come. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're going to give it out to our
1: family members. Uh, Ew, if This is <laughs> disgusting. Because if I can, like, bring back the smell of him. I wouldn't even let my son sit on his lap, <laughs> you know, for the pictures. I just held him. No.
0: Mm-mm. So you're saying you didn't want to jerk him off.
1: No, I need. Like, keep
0: your clothes on. I imagine can't imagine how bad his dick smells. That's
1: what I'm saying. I can't. I was just about to say I can't even imagine once you removed the clothing. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm getting that like pukey
0: feeling. If somebody has a bad bo smell, you know they got a smelly dick. For you know, sure. it's just like all sweaty. Yeah. Smelly, swelly,
1: smelly, Smutty. Smutty. <laughs> no, I can't even say it either. Smitty. Smelly,
0: sweaty balls. <laughs> so santa
1: apparently we've been very naughty girls this year because we're talking shit about
0: you i know we're both getting coal in our stockings. we're already on the naughty list and it's only fucking january (laughs) february
1: Uh, we're not getting any
0: oranges in our stockings i am here for that orange i think i am
1: too honestly i'm gonna try it it sounds
0: sounds nice like
1: well maybe i have to wait until i get my smell back to really get the full effect yeah Well, because you got to eat the orange, too. Yeah. Well, I can taste. I just can't. You know, I want to get like the smell Mm -hmm. from the hot water getting all over those peels and just. mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are some perverted women. Every day. Every fucking day.
1: All right, you're gonna love this story. A television reporter on assignment in Arizona was arrested after he allegedly dropped his pants and pooped on someone's front yard. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Why? So he got caught because someone recognized him who, who was taking an- a shit in the yard. Apparently, he just needed to relieve himself, and he went to one of the homes in the neighborhood and just dropped trow and took a shit. Why wouldn't you at least go in the backyard? Maybe he did, but maybe somebody just looked out their
0: window and saw him. They're like, hey, is that Kevin taking a shit? <laughs> Kevin. I mean, think about it, though. Like, on the movie Friday, Smokey took a shit right in between the houses. I, that was just on the other day. His name is Jonathan Lowe. Oh, wow.
1: Is that, is that Jonathan from CBS
0: News? <laughs> taking a dump in terry's backyard <laughs> like that's an easy way to get fired from the news channel so it said the neighbor was not sure how long jonathan had
1: been parked in the neighborhood covering this story and the story is pretty gross that he's covering but a man who had allegedly broken the family dog's neck ew no don't ew. want to talk about that and then he would put it in the barbecue Oh, no. Okay,
0: Disgusting. I think there's
1: shit in this guy's freaking backyard, too. If it was his house, yeah. Yeah. I have no
0: problem with that. shit in your
1: barbecue, too, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the van was parked for 40 minutes. The neighbor then said she spotted Jonathan walking out, pick up several papers off the street. <laughs>
0: He needed something to read. <laughs> he needed something to wipe with. And then And then
1: on the side of her neighbor's yard. When the police arrived to talk to him, he didn't deny what happened. I know what you want to talk to me about. I've been feeling very sick and I've been stuck in this van all day. Oh. <laughs> the neighbor said, if he would have just knocked on my door, I would have let him use the bathroom. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah. Liar.
0: You called the cops on the guy for dropping a deuce. You wouldn't have let him use your toilet. Now,
1: Honestly, if if that was the neighbor who broke the dog's neck and tried to eat him, mm,
0: I would be that like shit on his doorstep. Fuck yeah! yeah shit all abuse over your house. Animals.
1: I'd turn into a monkey. I'd be flinging shit at your house all day long. You'd have yeah. no idea where the poop's gonna come from. Yeah, you don't abuse animals. Fucker. I'd get a drone. Little shit bags dropping on top of your house. <laughs>
0: Fuck that. You know what, though? If, honestly, he he was sick or he has, like, IBS or something, maybe he was like, it's either this or I shit my pants. I'd rather shit in someone's yard than shit my pants. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. He was probably so embarrassed, too.
1: Well, he didn't deny what he did, so. But I would have been like, yeah, I was getting revenge on that asshole.
0: Yeah, abusing animals. That's me, though. That's me. Oh, boy. You just never know what we're going to talk about in these <laughs> You shows. know there's going to be some poop, though. For sure. <laughs> so I have had an interesting story that was sent in to us by a listener, Trisha. Trisha sent us in a story about Denmark launching a children's TV show about a man with a giant penis. <laughs> a children's show. A children's show. I will pull up the article for you. This is disturbing. Yes, it's very disturbing. Critics condemn the idea of an animated series about a man who cannot control his penis. Oh my god. But others have backed it. What? John Dillerman has an extraordinary penis, so extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. (laughs) Oh my god. A penis stealing ice cream from children. Sitting
1: on the park bench like and all of a sudden it's like a go-go gadget dick just brings it back. Yeah. How how is that a good children's show? I'm sorry, but whoever is doing the production and animation and maybe even your storyline creator or inventor of this whole fucking thing, they might want to be looked into.
0: Yeah. Let's look
1: into their computers.
0: The Danish equivalent of the BBC, DR, has a new animated series aimed at 4 to (gasps) 8-year-olds about this John Dillenhard, the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what good children television should and should not contain. It should not contain this. Since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. (laughs)
1: I mean, I could see if this was like <sighs> adult on HBO. It could be funny, but for four to eight year olds. Yeah. This is unnecessary.
0: What kind of culture are we creating for our children if it's okay for them to see perfect bodies on Instagram enhanced digitally or cosmetically, but not real bodies? Nobody's penis
1: steals an <laughs> ice cream cone, nobody's penis is etching murals. DR well,
0: responded to the latest criticism by saying it could just have easily made a program about a woman with no control over her vagina.
1: <laughs> oh, my.
0: These people need to what be looked into. What the fuck? All right. So I'll show you, like, the little picture of the cartoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Okay. I, so his penis is like a tail almost. Like, it doesn't look like a penis. It yeah. just looks like. It's just coming from his. And he's putting. Lighter fluid on the grill or gasoline (laughs) on the grill. Yeah. I don't see the need for that.
0: I don't know what y'all are doing over there in Danish. Denmark. It's Denmark, right? Denmark. (laughs) I don't know what's happening over there, but this shit would never fly in America, I'll tell you that. With good reason. Yeah.
1: I mean, why couldn't you just made it a tail?
0: Mm, I, I don't know. I'm
1: also just relieved that it's not an actual penis. Like, it doesn't look like it a just, penis.
0: Yeah, it looks like a snake or... Red and white striped rope. And it is covered. He's wearing a red and white striped outfit and his penis like a, is covered Like an old-fashioned too. swimsuit. She was wearing a red and white striped bathing suit. He is scary looking, too, though. Like, And what happens if his penis gets hard? It steals your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to go and say I would not let my kids watch this. You know There's probably a lot of people in Denmark that still won't let their kids watch this.
1: Again, if it's not targeted for four to eight-year-olds and it's adults and it's supposed to be funny, okay?
0: Yeah, like there's that cartoon show for adults that I've watched that I think is hilarious on Big Netflix. Mouth? Big Mouth, mm-hmm. yeah. But that's for adults. To me, this would be something that should be more like a a funny animated series for adults. This should not be targeted to four and eight-year-old children. There shouldn't be a man with a really long penis stealing your kid's ice cream. And
1: what are you telling (laughs) children? It's okay for a man to do whatever he wants with his penis? If it's uncontrollable? He says it's
0: uncontrollable. You can do whatever you want? Yeah. Nah. Including steal your fucking ice cream. That, I'm going to go with a big fat nah. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. Your dick can't steal
1: my ice cream. You could paint all over my house if you want to. <laughs> Try to touch my food with that stanky ass
0: dick. Santa, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and pass on that uh idea that would be blocked from my television for sure there's
1: not a chance in hell yeah that would ever make it to the tv screen in my house no it
0: doesn't even look like the animation is
1: yeah denmark step <laughs> up your game at least if it was pretty beautiful animation we would be more interested <laughs> no
0: i'm i'm lying yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say uh it's a no but interesting nonetheless so thank you trisha for sharing that that was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I wonder, does that just like pop up on her Facebook newsfeed
0: and she sees it? Yeah, Trisha, what are you Googling? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what's in your search history? Maybe we're not the only weirdos.
0: <laughs> I think not. <laughs>
1: Make us feel
0: better about our search history. Oh, the McGregor fight was this past weekend, too. Uh Did you watch the fight? I didn't Mm -hmm. watch it. But all the memes from the internet on that fight are...
1: Well, it's a cross between that and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Like, they've even combined them. No, that's when we had our family party. So I was...
0: Too busy jerking off Santa. Yep.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You had video camera there to see it, didn't
0: you? I did. you knew. I wanted to see Santa come, too. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) All right. One last little funny thing. Before we get into... Before we get into the good shit. The dark, disturbing shit. You know, on like Yahoo a long time ago, how you used to be able to... Or maybe Google still has it too, but you could ask a question and then you would get answers from yes. anybody. hmm This question says, will my turtle die if I suck its penis? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the response. I was looking at my turtle yesterday evening, and I wondered if it would like to be pleasured in that way. I picked it up and started talking to it. I really like him. I guess I'm into stuff like him. Anyways, I was stroking its private parts, and he opened his mouth. He looked like he was enjoying it. I want to go to the next level of our relationship, but I'm scared if I perform oral sex on Jimmy, he will die. Why
0: would he die one? Right. Two, why the fuck would you ever consider performing oral sex on a turtle?
1: I just, when I, you know, this this popped up on um, one of those weird Facebook groups that I see. Like, I think it's called How Many Times Do I Have to See This Before I Die? And I read it and I'm like, I hope that this is just a joke that somebody really –
0: I don't know. This
1: can't be real,
0: right? Didn't we? Didn't we have somebody send us something once of the noise that turtles make? Yes. In yeah. I forgot what it sounds like. Well, I can bring it up again if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we've all maybe had sex with a man that sounded like that, too. Here's another
1: one. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> that was a little too realistic sounding. Yeah. Too much like a man. So I guess if your turtle makes those noises, um, you're doing it correct. <laughs> if he doesn't roll over and die then he's okay. Like this is disturbing to me. I hope this person does not own this turtle still. I hope somebody has taken this turtle into better care from this man <sighs> who wanted to molest his turtle.
1: Yeah, I just the idea of sex with an animal is so gross to me. And a, a turtle? Like why what the fuck would possess you <laughs> to want to suck a turtle dick? Well, this person obviously thought they were in a relationship.
0: You just wake up one day and look at your turtle and you're like, I'm going to suck you off. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, what? (laughs) What? Why? I'm going to go ahead and say this person doesn't have a lot of friends because your friends would tell you this is a horrible idea. Well, your that's friends why they would get you help. They weren't asking friends.
1: They were asking The, the internet.
0: The FBI showed up at his house like an hour after he posted that. We're going to need your turtle.
1: Yeah. It, that same FBI needs to go to Denmark.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and arrest this producer whose idea was giant penis taking ice cream. For four to
1: eight-year-olds, I just,
0: fuck, man. It sounds like a horrible idea.
1: Okay. <sighs> so moving on now we'll get into our true crime parts of this episode the night stalker taking a deep dive into the night stalker yeah.
0: i watched this all four episodes in one night it was such an easy binge
1: well i will tell you i got yelled at for saying i binged oh i had written on there i don't remember who it was but somebody had recommended we watch the night stalker and i said yeah i binged I binged it, and they're like, it's only four episodes. Is it really binging? I thought binging meant you just watch the series in its entirety. that's
0: what I thought it meant too. But
1: I have a kid, so anytime I can watch anything in its entirety, it's binging to me. I agree. So uh, the Night Stalker is Richard Ramirez – and I don't feel like we'll go into like a whole lot of kind of what the Night Stalker covers, but I obviously we want to touch base on the crimes and what he did. Mm-hmm. This took place in what the 80s, right?
0: 1984 is when they believe he he actually had his first victim.
1: Yeah, so it, April 10th, 1984 to August 24th, 1985. So well over a full year. But this this is who they've actually convicted him for.
0: So. I do believe they think he has more victims out there. Yes, well, because DNA wasn't really a thing in the 1980s, especially not 84, 85. So they were able to convict later on at least, I know, one, I think it was a nine-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. But I'll go into that later because I have something to discuss on that too. Okay. I actually, I was interested to see more facts about richard ramirez that wasn't told in the documentary mm-hmm. so I that's what of, i
1: figured we could touch base on that because you watch the night stalker you're gonna get so much information about the murders and everything i wanted to just go based off of not the knowledge we already know so that's why i was saying if you haven't seen the night stalker yet go back you know to your Netflix, watch night stalker and then you can hear us but i still want to give like a little brief history of yes. everything but I too because they don't really touch base on his childhood things like that which I think are important because they give us a better understanding of why people do the things that they do mm-hmm. so uh, Richard Ramirez was born in El Paso, Texas in 1960 he was the youngest of five children when he was younger he had a cousin named Miguel who was a Green Beret he had been in the Vietnam War and the reason why I'm bringing this up is they do not touch base on this in the night stalker but he had showed richard polaroid pictures of victims in the vietnam war his cousin had also severed women's heads in, in and the vietnam him war the polaroids of it and he was yep showing these pictures and then he also got richard into um, marijuana he was teaching him his military skills that's
0: pretty scary stuff for i mean what was he like 12 years old at the time hmm. And his father, Julian, was prone to fits of anger that often resulted in physical abuse towards the wife and all of their children, including Richard Ramirez. And it even says in this one article that at the age of 13, Ramirez could no longer handle the violent outburst and began to seek escape by sleeping in a local cemetery. Oh, my God. I mean, so it has to be pretty bad at home if if you're sleeping in a cemetery instead of at home. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point in time, that's when he started to hang out more with his older cousin, Miguel, which was a horrible influence on him. I mean, Miguel actually shot his wife in the head and right in front of Richard mm-hmm. Ramirez as well, too, which is, I mean, I can't imagine seeing all this stuff on top of, you know, the violent abuse that he grew up in. right. Clearly, this had an impact on him.
1: And if people are showing you this behavior when you're that young and impressionable, you're thinking this is normal behavior. This is just what happens. You know, this is how people work. Like, this is how you operate. Right. After he saw Miguel shoot his wife, he moved in with his older sister, Ruth, and her husband, Roberto. Roberto was a peeping Tom, and he would actually take Richard along on some of these exploits like where he would show him how he was looking through windows he started using lsd and then he also started becoming interested in satanism which you know especially during the 80s there was the satanic
0: panic yeah with the helter, helter skelter and all that stuff with charles manson does that happen relatively around the same time too right or was mm-hmm. that before then
1: no i think it was before then. Was i think that was like then. 60s like yeah. late
0: 60s Also left out that he had a history of head injuries as well, too. As a child, Ramirez sustained two very serious head injuries. When he was two years old, a dresser fell on top of him, causing a forehead laceration that required 30 stitches to close. And when he was five, um, Ramirez's sister knocked him out with a swing at a park. Mm -hmm. Following these incidents at the age of 11, Ramirez was diagnosed with epilepsy that persisted in his early teens. So there is a lot going on there. Yes.
1: And head injuries, as we've known, mm-hmm. are substantial for development and who you become as a person. I feel like most serial killers
0: have had some significant head injury. hmm Ooh. And they left all this out on the documentary. They just, they barely touched on his childhood. They maybe talked about it for two minutes Like, if that.
1: Yeah, it was really brief. Then when he was a little bit older, he started working at a holiday inn, and he started using his key to be able to rob people in their rooms. He did try to rape a woman in her hotel room, but her husband found them, and he beat the shit out of Richard, which was good. (laughs) I mean, he's raping an unsuspecting victim here. Uh, The criminal charges were dropped when the couple declined to return to testify against him because they lived out of state. I mean, he had this history of...
0: To me, all of these things shaped him into what he became. Right. It was a combination of of all of these things.
1: So this leads us to Richard Ramirez's first murder, and that was on April 10th, 1984, and he murdered nine-year-old May
0: Luing, and this is the one that they didn't even find out about until later. Mhm. Through DNA.
1: He murdered her in the basement of the hotel where he was living. And This was in San Francisco. He raped and he had beat her and then he stabbed her to death and hung her body from a pipe. Again like you had said this it didn't get found until DNA later on in I think in the 2000s. But that's where this really started, where it got, obviously it started with him stealing and raping in the hotel, but this was his first actual murder.
0: I mean, and a nine-year-old girl. God, that's, that's sick.
1: What that's I thought was in- most interesting about him too is he did not have a specific gender age race that he was Mm -mm. you know he went after it seemed
0: like anybody anybody with their door open think about how many people like he tried to get into their house and their doors were locked or their windows were locked so he went on to the next house
1: so after we watched this whole series I we have a sliding door in our house Mm mm-hmm And I went to like let my dog out at the back and I noticed there's like a little slit on the side in the screen by like the little handle and I'm like freaked out about it so much. And my husband's like, I think it's always been there. And I'm like,
0: I don't know. He knows. He knows. (laughs) He's coming to get me. Well, yes, you get spooked out after watching stuff like this too. Oh my God. Yeah, it seemed that Richard Ramirez's crimes were kind of all over the place, with one exception later on, where he would go into the house and immediately shoot the man, and then rape the woman, mm-hmm. and then either kill her or leave her.
1: Then, too, when they would do like the slow zoom in on Richard Ramirez's pictures,
0: oh yeah, I had to look away because so I did not
1: want it ingrained in my mind especially the one where you could see his
0: teeth Teeth? yeah oh my god which did you know that he got those fixed when he went to jail tell me more gina (laughs) tell me more on september 3rd 1985 less than a week after his arrest richard ramirez went to see a prison dentist over a period of nine months dr alfred otero had repaired nine badly rotten teeth filling them with a compound substance Yeah, I did did read that his teeth were so bad because he had an
1: addiction to cocaine and he was a heavy soda drinker. His childhood friends reported that he never brushed his teeth. So I can only imagine how rotten those teeth
0: were. Yeah, that's disgusting. So he went to prison and fixed his teeth. Apparently, that's why by the time the trial came, he was like... Wearing the sunglasses and... Oh, yeah. He thought he was hot shit. Oh, yeah. He had normal teeth then and was getting attention from all these fucking weirdo groupies. Oh, my
1: God. And did you know, too, that he got married in prison? Oh, yes. Her name was Doreen Leoy. L-I-O-Y, probably not saying that right. She became the wife of the infamous Night Stalker. They had written to each other for 11 years, and they actually got married at San Quentin in 1996. I just think, why? You can't, like, just go and see him and go out to Olive Garden and enjoy a nice meal together.
0: That... I don't get it either. Like, what is the infatuation there? I don't understand it. She just kept saying, too, like any article I could find
1: on her, she was like, well, they don't know Richard the way that I know him. And it's like, you know him as somebody who did these heinous crimes, terrorized San Francisco for how many freaking months, and people were, you know, buying locks. And I mean, your children weren't safe. Your grandparents weren't safe. Yeah, And you think that this guy is somebody worthy of love and your affection? I'm like, what? And she was a very successful magazine editor. It's not like she was hurting for money or, oh, yeah. I just,
0: I have a hard time when it's, these. It, it said that she would visit him around four times a week. See, to me, uh, there's got to be some sort of yeah.
1: cuckoo-ness going on there. where like, you're not playing with the full deck yourself. Or you have severe daddy
0: issues, something. Well, and it said that she actually ended up leaving him in two thousand nine after the DNA confirmed that he had raped and murdered nine year old Mei Long in nineteen eighty four. So apparently, like that was the case that was too much for her, and she left him.
1: Not all of his other not all fourteen of his other victims. Ones. Yeah, but it rape assault. Burglary, yeah, murder—that—that
0: that doesn't turn you off, but just this one particular one does. Yeah, clearly this woman had some issues. I don't know, but there is an actual name for women who are obsessed with serial killers, murders, rapists, things like that. It is called high bristophilia. Hmm bristophiliacs are people who are sexually aroused and attracted to people who have committed cruel, gruesome crimes such as murder and rape. It occurs more often in women than in men. Which, why is that? Maybe because there's more men that are committing these crimes than women. I mean, you have like your Eileen Warnos and people like that, but it's it's not as common as yeah, it is that's true. for a woman to be a serial killer as a man. There's, they're known as SKGs, serial killer groupies. like don't you have anything better to do with your fucking time than
1: you need you know like even like ted bundy too it's like you had these this guy like what do you think if he was out in the public still what do you think he's gonna do to you yeah like you think that you're just gonna be this one person who he's not going to rape attack and murder like what What do you think he's special
0: stop committing these crimes like he's just gonna be happy with you I mean, it, the whole thing is so bizarre to me. Like, it's fucking weird. They're in prison because they're an awful person that did all these I mean, awful he, things. He like
1: slit these women's throat, like ear to ear. That's mm-hmm. you. You would feel safe being with somebody like that? Are you serious? It's so gross,
0: and you can't even have sex with them, or at least like not him, because San Quentin didn't al- did not allow conjugal visits. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, you think you know him in a certain way that nobody else does. You don't even get to see him living his normal life. Yeah. It's not like like I said, you're not just going to go to Olive Garden on a date. You have to stand in line and get patted down and go through metal detectors in order to see him in a room where there's security
0: yeah and a bunch of other people there it's just that's one i'll never understand i i I wouldn't want to write a serial killer if i was you know like a journalist or something i could interview them for like a documentary or whatever something like that but that would be the length of it i wouldn't want to be like ooh, want to have sex with this person he killed nine-year-olds like that's fucking disgusting (sighs) it's
1: yeah, I can't wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. They had said, like, she had said that her family and friends disowned her. They couldn't uh, understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm not feeling sorry for you here. Like, pe- a whole city was traumatized and
0: they couldn't sleep at night thinking that,
1: yeah. th- that they could be next.
0: So many people's families were just destroyed. For their loved ones that they lost, you know, why would you want to have sex with this person? I guess just,
1: okay. (laughs) It said that she would defend him. And there's, it's even quoted her saying that there was more evidence of OJ Simpson being guilty than Richard Ramirez being guilty. The fuck was she smoking? But the one thing that she had a hard time coming to terms with was that she really wanted children. You want to have a fucking child with this guy? Mm Mm-mm mm She said, I love children. I've never made any secret to him that I wanted five or six children, but that dream didn't come true for me, and I've just placed it with a different dream, which is being with Richard. Uh, you are marrying a serial killer who is sentenced to death. Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to just go through. I'm going to list his victims. June 28, 1984, Jeannie Vincow, March 17, 1985, Maria Hernandez, and Dale Yoshi Akazaki. March 17th, 1985, Sao Lian Yu, March 27th, 1985, Vincent and Maxine Zazara, May 14th, 1985, Bill and Lillian Doy. And I mean, you're talking all ages.
0: You're talking from children to Mm -hmm. the elderly. 79, uh, Jenny Vincal, she was 79. Yeah. And after that, she was 22. May 29th, 1985, Mabel Bell and Florence
1: Lang. I believe those were the women who were sisters. That were elderly. And he would rape them. May 30th, 1985, Carol Kyle and her 11-year-old son. July 2nd – these are all 1985, so I won't keep saying that. But July 2nd, Mary Louise Cannon. July 5th, Whitney Bennett. July 7th, Joyce Nelson. Also on the 7th, Sophie Dickman. Two on the 20th – or actually – Five people on the 20th, Layla and Maxon Needing, and then another household, Chiana Rong and Somkid Covenant and their eight year old son. August 6th, Chris and Virginia Peterson. August 8th, Sakina and Elias Abawath and their three year old son. August 18th, Peter and Barbara Pan. Um, August 24th, uh, James Romero Jr. and family. August 24th, 1985, Bill Carnes and Inez Erickson. So some of these people also also survived the attack, thank God, because they were able to give descriptions of what he looked like. Mm -hmm. So they were
0: able to have that composite sketch to get out there. Oh, it's just eerie. That one little girl that was six years old that wanted to help identify him when they caught him, like, ugh, that was so hard for me. He took her out of her house, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And brought her like, to I'm assuming his house yeah like put her in a duffel bag or something mm-hmm. repeatedly raped her and then let her go she kept saying
1: like she had to go to the bathroom yeah and he would stop and then i mean it's just like so ugh. sick the the stuff with children is just so hard for me
0: Well, and they had that six-year-old girl as a now-grown woman on the documentary talking Mm -hmm. about it, and she is a very brave woman. So
1: when it came time for Richard Ramirez to stand trial, she was even willing to testify against him, which I, nine years old, I don't know as a parent if I'd be able to allow my child to do that. Obviously, you want this person convicted, but she's a tough cookie. Yeah, she really is.
0: What she was- did not let it define her life. She was very clear about that, though. Yeah, she's I think, married
1: and has children now. Yeah.
0: So I think that's great to see. He wasn't able to destroy her life.
1: So the two detectives were Frank Salerno and Gil Carrillo. I loved Gil so much. He was like just like a big teddy bear and... I liked that he had this hunch about the Night Stalker,
0: about who this person was, that it was all correlated. Yeah, Gil was the first one to say that, where he's like, no, I think these are all connected. And then they ended up being able to do that with the Avia Shoe, the Mm -hmm. infamous Avia Shoe from the Netflix show. But yeah, nobody everybody kinda laughed at Gil at first and was like, No, they're You're not You're just trying
1: to get ahead. You're just yeah. trying to be this big shot and it's like, Hey, if somebody has a hunch about something, why not see it through? And thank God. I mean, I'm assuming it's gotten
0: much better and you know yeah. police well, departments. The, the other detective, Frank Salerno, he was older, more experienced, more well known. He had just, you know, solved the Hillside Strangler case. So, you know, here you have this very experienced detective and this very not experienced detective. So, but they were like the cutest mix. Mm -hmm. They they like leveled
1: each other out. Yes. It seemed. I got so frustrated with the media that they wanted to run the shoes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, you have this huge piece of evidence. If they, if he changes his shoes, it's hard to know what's, related, Ugh.
0: or even like how close they came to getting him so many times, like the dentist. Oh,
1: that made me so yes. angry. Okay, so they set up this whole emergency button that they're pushing once he gets back in there because he knew he was going to come in because he had teeth problems and you're pushing this button and the cops don't show up you just don't think like okay i'm going to have my assistant leave the room and yeah, go call 911. call
0: somebody pick up the phone where they're just like oh well he's here and everybody's looking for him but we're not going to even make a fucking phone call and i don't even understand how they didn't just have they had police there Every single day up until the day before they pulled the police off duty to stop being at the dental office. And that's why they installed that alarm because they said it was a waste of money. Okay. And the day after they pulled the police from the dental office is when he showed up. Of course. Of course. Of course. That and then the car as well too- that they wanted to dust for prints and they were like, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But they wouldn't give them access to the car. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they did- It's the, just sitting out in the sun. Yeah. And so there was no fingerprints in it.
1: And it just makes you think how often this stuff is going undone or yeah. missed or like not even just on this case, but just in general.
0: Yeah. Well, they did find that dental card in the car and that's what you know led them to that, but- then Thank all that God. stuff happened, yeah. Right,
1: so. and that's obviously that just happenstance that that happened to be in there. And I mean, the fact that he even went back to the same dentist—like, what are the odds of that?
0: He yeah. could have went anywhere else too. Oh, his teeth were so disgusting. Did you see the part where there was a librarian who saw Ramirez and said Mm -hmm. he smelled like a goat? Mm -hmm. Like he had just smelled so freaking nasty. Rotting teeth is
1: a horrible smell. Yes, and especially if it's his whole mouth. I
0: mean, I. Yeah. Can't even imagine. And you know, you combine this with the fact that he's not like showering sure. and stuff. Yeah,
1: he's just like an unkempt person. Ugh. Oh man. But can you imagine like you're the librarian taking care of him and he gave you chills just seeing him and then to find out here he's this notorious serial killer? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yucky. Uh, there are a lot of people were saying that Netflix shouldn't have had like all the crime scene footage and all of this, you know, the blood splatter and the testimony from the kids. And I personally, I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. If you're a true crime fan of learning about this stuff, I mean, I'm interested in seeing yeah, the pictures and that they blurred out, you know,
0: stuff that they shouldn't be showing and. They blurred out people's faces and everything like that. What was interesting to me the way they filmed it, though, was they would have actual crime scene photos and then with like computer whatever they do, make it into like a real scene. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was really interesting, Like you're walking through the scenes. Yeah, to mm-hmm. kind of like really bring it to life while you're watching it. It was very eerie. And I think that that was, you know, the goal, right, was to make it super eerie like that.
1: Well, I think the thing about it is it helps transport you back to that time to like imagine what these people really were going through and what they were seeing. And I mean, the creepiest part to me, it's like thinking of living in that area, you know, like, okay, so with Ted Bundy. He went after a very specific type of person. He went after a younger woman with brown, long, middle-parted hair. This guy didn't have that. No. You know, he not was that it's over the place. Not that it makes you feel better, but it's like he doesn't have a specific type that's even scarier. It's like, okay, he was next door. What's going to stop him from coming to this house? And it was scary. So I personally agree. I think the way that they filmed it and decided to kind of show you, like, the walkthroughs and everything. It just makes it more realistic. It, you know, and I personally feel like they did a wonderful job of not glamorizing Richard Ramirez. They're not making him into this hero.
0: Yeah.
1: They really showed him for the true terror that he was. Mm-hmm. Because – you know, when they're showing all these pictures of these women sending themselves topless photos and naked photos and love letters and stuff, it's like, yeah, for whatever reason that happens, and these people just become so, like, be- celebritized, if that's probably not even a word, but they these horrible, awful individuals, and I personally feel like the director took it in such a way where you really saw the true evil in this person yeah you know and maybe that's part of the reason why they didn't go so much into his childhood so you didn't have any sympathy for him and you really just saw him for the horrible heinous crimes that he committed yeah i don't know
0: well and he was evaluated by a psychiatrist michael stone Um, he described ramirez as a made psychopath as opposed to a born psychopath He said that Ramirez's schizoid personality disorder contributed to his indifference to the suffering of his victims and his untreatability. He also stated that Ramirez was knocked unconscious and almost died on multiple occasions before he was six years old, which we talked about, Mm -hmm. and as a result later developed temporal lobe epilepsy, aggressivity, and hypersexuality. So that's interesting as well Mm -hmm. well ultimately i am glad they found him i'm glad they captured him i am glad that they put his ass in fucking jail and locked him up well that's what i want to talk about too was how he was
1: ultimately captured which was so cool so there you know they put out the media puts out this news article and it's everywhere his picture everywhere and Mm -hmm whatever stars were aligned to make him not see any of this stuff and still be out in the public, thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. But so he's on his Greyhound bus and he gets back to the San Francisco area because he was in Tucson visiting his brother. The fact that he he didn't even know that like his picture's out there, like they truly found who he was. Like as slick and stealth as he thought he was, well, huh Gil and Frank were onto your ass, and they knew. Unfortunately, the media
0: released it, but in this instance, it helped them. Yes. It helped the police. The police, the detectives, were at the Greyhound station, but they were looking for him to get on a bus, not mm-hmm. off a bus. So mm-hmm. he got off the bus and didn't even see them. Was on his merry way. Right. He stopped at a little like convenience outdoor whatever store. Saw his face on the paper and got back on the bus because mm-hmm. he was like, I got to get the fuck out of here.
1: There was also a group of elderly Mexican women who were identifying him as the killer, you know, on then the he's, bus. Yeah. Then he saw his face on these newspapers and he's like, fuck. So then he runs across the freeway. Which is insane. He tries to carjack a woman, but that didn't happen because nearby people saw what was going on and he wasn't successful at that. Then they are chasing after him. He goes over fences, tried two more carjackings, and then a group of people in a neighborhood attack him. Took his ass out. Uh, They hit him in the head with metal bars and they were beating him and holding him down until the police were able to get there. Like, fuck yeah yeah citizens arrest like how badass is this truly it's so awesome i love it It, i mean there was one other time i could remember ever hearing about like a neighborhood who got in on getting that let me just go here there's this guy named ken mcelroy and this was in missouri and he was like this town bully he was accused of Child molestation, rape, arson, stealing hogs and cattle, all sorts of stuff. Well, the people in the town hated this guy so much because he kept getting off on all these charges that one day he shows up dead and nobody talks. There is not one person. This is still, I believe, an unsolved case where nobody is turning him in because they all hated him. But they were saying that there was a crowd of 30 to 46 people who saw him get murdered, nobody turned in the person who killed them. That's how much they hated this guy. Wow. So it's like this, what is it, vigilante justice. Like you take down the bad guy and – I got, like, goosebumps hearing yeah. the the cop who ends up showing up to have to detain. And here he's, like, scared that he's going to get, like, hurt because he's trying to escort Richard Ramirez away. And, like, outside of the courthouse when all these people are, like, there to just see this guy get tried for the shit that he did. I, oh, it was so cool. I love
0: that. And yeah. little cherry on top. It was pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that they all were there when they were there. It mm-hmm. was like kind of right place, right time type thing.
1: Hell yeah. Like you see this guy and you're like, I know who that guy is and I'm over the
0: head and just <laughs> we're taking his ass out. <laughs> we're, we're getting him. Um, he he done. <laughs> he gone. He gone. There was drama with, like, the trial as well, too, besides all, like, the weird-ass groupies. It was, like, a jail employee overheard that Ramirez was planning to shoot the prosecutor with a gun. Oh, my God. Smuggling a gun into the courtroom. On August 14th, the trial was interrupted because one of the jurors, Phyllis Singletary, did not arrive to the courtroom. Later that day, she was found shot to death in her apartment. Uh, The jury was like terrified, wondering if somehow Ramirez had directed this event from inside his prison cell, but it was ultimately ultimately determined um, that he was not responsible and uh, she was shot and killed by her boyfriend. Oh. Who later committed suicide. Yeah, I hadn't
1: heard that. I did read that he tried to escape prison two different times. Yeah, I read
0: that article too.
1: One time while he was being brought back into the prison, he tried to smuggle a key in his butt to unlock his handcuffs. And then that obviously didn't pan out for him. And then he never executed the second plan because the police were aware or the correctional officers were aware of what he was trying to do because he had – written it in a letter to one of his groupies on what his plan was what an idiot so well thankfully
0: right I mean this guy he I don't think he was very smart it didn't seem like he had much like education either
1: well probably not I probably think like his education yet. was this bullshit stuff that like <laughs> peeping Tom and shooting yeah. your wife in the face and drugs and beaten I don't think I don't think he had a very formative good upbringing yeah well on september 30 he he didn't stand a chance basically he didn't stand a chance no not that he had to go this direction this heinous of crimes this like horrible attacking all ages and whatever but he didn't stand a chance to be like a
0: good functioning It didn't seem like he was set up for having a good life. No. On September 20th, 1989, Ramirez was convicted of all charges, 13 counts of murder, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. Jesus. During the penalty phase of the trial on November 7th, 1989, he was sentenced to die in California's gas chamber. He stated to reporters after the death sentences, big deal. Death always went with the territory. Oh, it also says the trial cost $1.8 million which wow. at the time made it the most expensive in the history of California until surpassed by the O.J. Simpson murder case in
1: 1994
0: holy shit uh, he did die in prison though before then he died of complications secondary to B cell lymphoma in- which makes me so mad you they know weren't able to carry um, out his sentence
1: I think they should have just put him in the street and let the people have him <laughs>
0: Let the vigilantes take in. Let the people have him. Well, by I, some estimates, he would have been in his early 70s before his execution was carried out due to California's lengthy appeals process.
1: Well, then that's I guess crazy. Maybe it's a good thing that he died before then to let him let him have any inkling of a life. Any not not that's not the word I want.
0: Any more groupies marrying him and writing him. <sighs> Yeah.
1: Well, I hope we did the Night Stalker justice. I didn't want to just, you know, go through, rehash everything that the Night Stalker covered in the documentary on Netflix. I think they did an excellent job of providing us with the information. I just kind of wanted to, you know, hear your thoughts and talk about it and get all the other stuff out there that they didn't touch on.
0: But it still was a really good show. If you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it. And this was just something different and fun for us to do anyways. Yeah.
1: It's kind of weird covering the same story, though, because I'm like, well, what information do you want to (laughs) share? I don't want to like
0: step on your toes. What do you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, Yeah if you have anything else that we missed, if you find any other things that went on with the murders or the his death, whatever it is that you find very interesting that we didn't cover and you want us to touch base on, please send it in blonde momentspodcast at gmail.com. And then we decided
0: on our topic, thank you to all of our Instagram followers for responding to our post. You guys gave us some great fucking awesome ideas ones. for topics. Mm-hmm. So if you have any more ideas for topics too, you can please continue to send them in.
1: And too, if you send in a topic because you have your own personal story that goes with it, you can send that in with it too right away Mm -hmm. because we have so many that we want to touch base on. We'll touch base on it at some
0: point. Yes. You can slide in our DMs. Mm -hmm. We love that. Okay, so this one was sent in from Laura. She said, In time for the upcoming holiday, how about stories of awkward Valentine's Day dates, fails, or even amazing ones? And I love this because I know stories of people who went on their first date for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And I have my own Valentine's Day fail. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i feel like they set you up for valentine's day like a lifetime of i don't know holding this holiday on a pedestal from when you were a kid sure and you know everybody gets a valentine mm -hmm. yeah so mm -hmm. and you always always wanted like a special valentine
1: for that person you liked exactly and i my (laughs) my suggestion ladies this valentine's day if you're alone take a trip to hawaii and find yourself that mushroom that mm-hmm. gives you spontaneous orgasms. Because yep. if I was single, that's what I would be doing. Me and Gina would be going to Hawaii and mm-hmm. orgasming
0: all over, all the, over the All place. over that volcano.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'd just be laying in the field. <laughs>
1: we could at least hold hands.
0: <laughs> we could.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll still do that someday. <laughs>
0: We're planning our next vacation. So, if you have any awesome Valentine's Day stories, send them on in. All right. Well, I will end this episode with our blonde joke. Why couldn't the blonde add 10 and 7 on the calculator? Why? She couldn't find the 10 key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>